Hi fans, I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all around helpful items I can utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift by my side. We gather a haul and we drag it back to the studio to tell you all about it. This week, I'm in Queens, New York for our first live show. Woo! Yeah! I'm sentimentally attached to the things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Alright. Hey, who said you could come in here? Danny, we've been friends for a long ass time at this point, I feel. As far as like friends that I keep, I've kept you. Yeah. I'm not that great with keeping in contact with people, but I feel like I've we've kept in touch for a long time. It's That's been a fun. while. Thanks for thanks for having me on the program. I'm excited to be here. You seem very excited. I am. You have a bit of a history of thrifting before uh, we get into what happened today. I know um, you went out and got uh, a bear lamp once upon a time that you truly appreciate. Yeah, so that if I had to, if I had to name my number one thrifting item of all time that I've ever found, it would be this bear lamp. Uh huh. Um, I've so today's thrifting was unlike any other that I've done before. Yeah, it was different than I down in Pittsburgh. It was a little different than I was used to as well. Very, it's, I'm used to a very. I mean. We'll foreshadow it by saying I'm used to a very calm thrifting experience. And when I found that bear lamp, I just found it sitting on a shelf in a Goodwill in Cambridge. And I just, there was no competition for it. I just scooped it up and took it. I, I loved this bear lamp from the moment I saw it. And at one point, I was, I had maybe owned it for like a week or two. And I, I thought to myself, is this like one of a kind? Are there other identical bear lamps? So I, I did a quick Instagram search for the hashtag bear lamp, hashtag bear lamp. Uh-huh. I scrolled through about 300 other hashtag bear lamps. I was about to say, there's no possible way that there would be a connection from that bear lamp if you put bear lamp. Because there's, and it could be bear lamp, it could be a bear lamp. Yeah, well. You I found s- probably a both then. There are hundreds of bear lamps, all subpar to mine uh-huh. but the very last result the first hashtag bear lamp ever on instagram identical wow so the first and last did you reach well, out I, to that I ne- person i never posted mine oh well you should have reached out to that person and asked them how that happened well you know what? i did because they their fuck yeah their picture was from like it would have been a picture from about right before i bought it maybe like a week before i found it in that thrift store so I commented on the photo. You know what? Bring it up. Let me bring it up because I do follow the person. Well, you. I follow to them specifically, point. so I have never lost track of this. So you follow them on Instagram or what? 
Yeah, um, okay, he has like thousands of posts on it. I've just been scrolling through. Do you keep update about like what this person does in their life? Yeah, their life is very boring. They're they're just, I think, a dad. They were, they were actually, it was kind of funny. They were in New York a few weeks ago, and I was like, that would be really funny if I ran into them. If you cold hit them up? Yeah, like if I just, I was like, I found them, and I was like, all right, so um, I need to ask you about a lamp. <laughs> okay, I found it. Okay. So they actually have two pictures of the lamp. Mm-hmm. One posted on November 24th, 2012. One like, hashtag bear. That's the photo. Shit. Is that you that's the like? 2012. No, I'm not the like. What a random ass year. Now. For for a random ass year for Instagram is definitely 2012. Same day. Yes. Another post. Hashtag bear lamp. Three likes. I'm one of them. Thank God. And now let me read the comments to you. Yeah. 245 weeks ago. That was maybe when they posted it. Someone said, this is the most magnificent lamp I have ever seen. I have the money right now to purchase it. Okay. Oh, okay. So now I, I commented 117 weeks later. I think this is after I originally discovered that it was on there. Because at first I was just like, whoa, they have the same lamp. So do you know, did you know that they posted that and you waited 117 weeks? Or you just, you just went back to... I think I waited because at first okay. I was like, that's crazy. And uh-huh. then later I was like, I need to, fig- I need to figure this out. So, 107, so like nearly 100 weeks later, I commented, I own an identical lamp. Do you still have yours? Did I buy this same one after you got rid of it? It's my favorite lamp ever. And Any response? No response. Two weeks later, you commented. I don't yeah. know if you remember this. Yes, I did. You tagged them and you said, read read uh, Danny's comment. We want to know. No Nothing. response. I try to put you over, man. I it, try to help. Exactly one year ago, 52 weeks later, or 52 weeks ago, I tagged them and I said, any update? No update. So that's still out there. Still out there. What is their Instagram? Wait, I, we could publicly say it for sure for the live okay, show. Because everybody's in New York here. Um, it's Kuya Jegs. Okay, you're going to have to spell that. Add Kuya Jegs. K-U-Y-A-J-E-G-S. And then the name says, on the profile, says Jegs Banua. Okay, so add Kuya Jegs. Ask about Danny's bear lamp. Yeah, you have to scroll way back. So we still way, don't know if it was the to same. November 2012. November 2012. So we don't know if it's the same lamp. It could yeah. be the same lamp. But that's around the time lamp. I bought it. So Fucked up. That's they could have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we went today, there wasn't, uh, all the glass that I, I came across was all broken. So I didn't find any like glass that, that I wanted. But we went to... What, um, what, what do you mean glass? Like drinking glasses? Gl- like drinking glasses, lamps, everything that I came across was broken. Glass lamps? Yes, that's a thing. You've never heard of a glass lamp? I don't know if I've seen a glass lamp. What the fuck? Oh, you mean like a glass base? <laughs> yeah! Oh, I thought you meant like a glass... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but we... Uh, we went somewhere and... Bear, let me tell you, bear lamp is not made of glass. And that's the only lamp I've ever seen. It's the only lamp you've ever needed. <laughs> but we went somewhere and every time I go to a new thrift shop, I kind of take uh, the lay of the land sort of. I kind of walk around. I kind of feel it out and see what's going on. 
Um, you know that I particularly like to go to places that you could buy by the pound. By the pound. So this was one of those places. Mm-hmm. Now, we were when we walked into the place to wait for the new stuff to be wheeled out, because all the by the pound places, you wheel them out. Uh, we were in something that I haven't been before. We were sort of like at a starting line type. Well, situation. let's let's back up a little bit because we went in. At least in my from my perspective, yeah. we went in. A lot of the floor was empty. Mm-hmm. There were bins covering maybe half the floor, and it didn't seem like there was much there. No, there were some clothes and shoes. We were gonna bail because yeah. I wasn't gonna find anything. It took us about 15 minutes to look through everything and determine that there wasn't anything we wanted. Mm-hmm. And then we noticed the group of people standing in like a like a starting gate. Yeah, area. it was like a starting gate. And so we went over there and we were taking a look at that and what we had found out about that particular outlet is the fact that everybody stands behind a line it reminded me of like standing in a line in, a, in an amusement park. Yeah. Because you're in those lines for fucking forever for something that lasts like not like the whole show isn't worth it. So right. at first we were like, we're going to bail. We yeah. were going to bail. And I was like, we're either bail now or we're not bailing at all. And then we find this, out. So this was about, let's say this was like 1220. 1220. 12, fair to say. And we were like, okay, maybe like. 1230 they're gonna bring out some new bins that seems like a round number like these people aren't gonna be waiting here in line at a thrift store for more than that amount of time and so you asked eventually I asked the an employee and they said oh yeah they're coming out at uh, 130 that was an hour and ten minutes so for an hour and ten minutes we were like sheep to the slaughter it immediately became what a concert venue is before the the major act. That spot in between the opening act and the main act of a concert where the crowd just starts getting bigger. It gets more exactly. claustrophobic. We were little by little like getting shrunken into ourselves. It begins with you being grateful that you got there early enough and you have so much space. You have a great spot. And then you realize that you have nothing. It's about to get to, into a fucking mosh pit. A man, uh, maybe the manager, came forward and addressed the crowd of people and said, No running. No uh, throwing the clothes on the ground. Um, you got to keep your no hearts pushing. on the side. No pushing. Then he repeated all the instructions in Spanish. Two different languages. Two languages. And then I think he said it a third time. Yeah. Just like briefly. Just like, it was like a mix of languages and that it, third time. And he's like, All right, you can go. So he says we could go. A gentleman who was formerly behind me on the left, when the new stuff came out, he had saw something that I didn't see in one of the bins being Oh, yeah, out. right, because also we were waiting in line and there were no bins, and then they brought them out, and everyone kind of eyed them like, sure. like predators. And, like, we saw, like, there was a Casio, a big Casio, uh, not Casio, a big Yamaha box sticking out of one of the bins. And so everyone kind of eyed that. that. He had saw that. And so he made a power play, got in front of me, and then took off. And like Michael Phelps, the goddamn swimmer, he was swimming through bodies like you swim through like the water. And he socked me directly into the, my face. My glasses came off, and I, I, I got punched. I got punched in the face, and I am facing... <laughs> I am 50-50 if it was, like, on purpose or not. So I didn't usually, 
if someone punches you in the face, that's like fight or flight. But for whatever reason, I was super calm about it. Like, he just socked me right in the face. And then my glasses went, and then I almost got trampled. And you had asked me if I've ever been through something like that. And the answer is yes. But oh. I, I was not the victim, though. Whoa. Whoa. Have you talked about this on the cast before? I have not. Uh, 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 New York first. I've been in some scuffles before, and I have punched people. Yes, in those scuffles. So intentionally? No. Oh. That's why I said I didn't know if it was intentional from him, because I've actually I've accidentally done stuff like that. But it wasn't on purpose. So I just gave him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm almost, I'm, I'm 50, 50, 60, 40 that it was on purpose, because it was in my face. And he's... He would like he would like a swimming motion, and his right arm jabbed me like right here, and he went for that Yamaha box, and that was actually we're gonna start off with the miss of the day. It was a Yamaha keyboard. Yamaha it was, keyboard. It was beautiful. Um, I would I would have loved to taken that back with me to Pittsburgh. I think I would have had to strap it to the side of the bus, but it would have came back with us. These people were serious. Like well, of me course. and me and Todd, me and Todd, we. We had we were completely unprepared. We had no canvas sacks. We had no IKEA bags. These people had bags tied, tied to them. To guy, I have a picture of a guy in front of us who had who had double IKEA bags in his cargo pant pockets, like holsters. Mm-hmm. I was it prepared was for that. I was prepared for that because that's the normal. I like that's the what normal these, etiquette. What these people do is they just go to the bins and they shovel it in and then they put back stuff they realize isn't worth it. Yeah, and, and I usually do that and I usually come prepared for that, but since I was on the road, I didn't want to like bring all that stuff with me. So I knew that was So you happen. have that equipment. You have that Oh yes. Ready? Yeah, absolutely. You have to have a shoulder bag to get get stuff in there. So but it was okay. I understood that, you know, I was the away team here and I respected the, the etiquette of that. But we found some pretty cool toys. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the Hulk, the incredible Hulk Hot Wheels track that I got. And this is the coolest thing because it spins. And so you give it a, a wheel here. And what happens is you put the Hot Wheels cars on this track. And you go up the track. And my boy here... He punches the shit out of everything. The track is basically a block of Hot Wheel turf that um, it has a track on one side, and then Hulk is kind of towering over it. Yeah. And he has the ability to not, I guess, knock them off. Knock them off. But this could, is. But could you also put cars in the other direction and have them have him punch you them can, forward? You can attempt to put cars any way you want, but he's gonna slug them. But this is the Hot Wheels Hulk Smash. Spin out. It's a Marvel Avengers Assemble series. You could get your own for like 15, 20 bucks, but I'm actually going to use this as a talking piece. I'm just going to have it on my table and just give them a little spin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. The next thing that we did find, and I had not this particular set. I've not even seen this yet. You haven't seen that I got this? This is, uh, the next piece is the Matchbooks four-wheeler folding playset Rock Slide Rescue School Box. And this is from 2010 or later, so it's not vintage, which is usually, that's what I look for, is the vintage, vintage toys. But you said that you collected Matchbox when you were younger? 
I don't know if I collected them per se. I had like a box of maybe ten or twenty. I had, I never had any kind of track. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I just started a buzzing piece. I don't know how to turn it off. You want to? Yeah. I would just. I would just kind of move them around on the carpet. I didn't really know what I was doing. I like how you vacated the premise with that. Can we get rid of this? Yeah. It's like an egg timer, but I don't know how long it's going to last. My intern will fix that. Nope, the intern may at work. <laughs> but we have, um, so we have a, a guy in a little four-wheeler, and what you do, you set up your own disaster scene of some kind of rocks here. So the idea is that bulldozer you set up on here, and you put oh, these rocks. This is fun. Yeah. You, you put, put these you rocks. put it on here. Yeah, you clip it onto the board itself, and you hold that close. And what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to to run the full the the four wheeler past you, and you're going to try to to drop drop a rock on my head. So you be the bulldozer. I'm going to try to get past without getting fucked by a rock. Wait, I don't understand. Am I just supposed to hold this? Yeah, just try to hold it, and I'll try to get get by. Oh wait, I need. Do you owe me a dollar if I get past you? Oh, I'm trying to get my controls ready. Okay. Oh, five dollars now. Ready? Wait, I'm paying you five dollars. Yeah, if, if I get past yes. wait a minute. Yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Ready and I win five bucks. Damn. Uh, the that's next... more. Ex that's more money than I paid for all the items that I bought. <laughs> I went out of there at four bucks. So together we spent nine dollars. So you're trying to make a profit off our thrifting. Uh, so I'm trying to make profits off most things. Next up on the list today, shifting away from the toys, I got a fucking paint-covered flask, brother. Um, it's a very narrow flask. It's a narrow flask, and I'm assuming that maybe somebody on the job was trying to uh, hide that they were drinking, and they just kept it in their pocket, and they were painting and doing the houses and stuff like that. And I actually lost my last flask at a concert. Um, by security or you literally just lost it I lost it but the fucked up thing the last flask that I owned I actually found it at a hold steady show back in like 2010 you found your flask at a show I found my flask at a show it was like 2010 2011 it was on the ground at the show how long had it been there for God knows. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming with the, 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 the rowdy crowd, I'm assuming somebody just dropped it. And so I picked it up, and at the show, it seemed to have gin in it, which I wasn't sure. And wait, how did you know it was yours? I, it wasn't mine. I found it. Oh, you found it and claimed it. I picked up the flask. I opened it up, and I believe it had gin in it, which I think was gin. But anyway, I drank the whole thing. And so I had a pretty fucking rad time. So you basically thrifted at a whole steady concert? Yeah. Wow. I had sort of a, a tough night last night, which you were asking me about. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. It was alcohol-based, sort of. I, I'll start off by saying this story, and I'll tell you how it gets there. This story ends in me break, uh, committing a B&E, a breaking and entering last night. I was in Midtown. I was drinking and smoking in Midtown and then I had to get back to my buddy's place that was in a connecting train because he wasn't going to stay there so I actually left to hop on the Q train 
The Q train took 40 minutes to pick me up. So I was getting very dehydrated because I was full, full of the bad water and the weed. And I was, I finally got on the train. The Q train did not take me where I wanted to go. It just stopped at the Barclay Center. So I then had to get off at the Barclay Center to take another train. So we're talking like this was taking like a three, four hour period and it was close to 4 a.m. at this point. I knew that I had to get something in my stomach to sort of like, to make sure that I got where I wanted to go. So I stopped at a bodega. I get confused in um, grids a lot. For some reason, I just get turned around. And, I, and what had happened was I went inside the bodega. I got the sandwich. When I left the bodega, I went the same direction that I came and I did not realize. So I ended up at the same Dunkin' Donuts that I saw two hours earlier. I got an Uber finally to the destination, or what I suppose was the destination. I arrived at the destination. I put the key in the outlet, or the fucking keyhole. You put a key in an outlet? That, <laughs> that actually was part of probably why I got so yeah, that would switched around. I put the key in the keyhole. I opened the door. And went into the apartment. And this is your friend's apartment, this right? Is my, he gave you the key? Yes. Yeah, so yes. I, I, I thought it was. So I go into the apartment, and I was told there would be somebody sleeping on the couch, so be quiet when I got in. There was nobody on the couch. And that was a, a red flag immediately. The second red flag was the fact that Anything in that apartment was not familiar to me. And I was like, okay, well, maybe they got furniture. But there was like a sick-ass GameCube. There was like some fucking... So you had time to check all the consoles and... I did a, a, a go-around and I was like, whoa, my buddy, I, I guess he's like living it up now. And I kind of got scared because I heard like laptops going in different, different bedrooms. And I was like, okay... I guess somebody's here and my body said I could stay in his room because he wasn't going to stay in his room. So I headed back towards his bedroom. Then I noticed the fridge. Now, I don't know what like smarts told me this, but people get furniture all the time. People throw furniture out all the time. You could throw anything out and replace that, but you never fuck with the fridge. You never change the contents of the fridge. If you buy a magnet, put it on your fridge. It's always going to be on the fridge. It was a clean slate fridge. And that's when I had realized I just entered someone's home that I'm not supposed to be in. The key opened their door. So I then went in and the fucked up part is the apartment style living, it's the same setup. So it was the same setup as his setup. The only difference is it wasn't his. I was three feet away from opening up what I thought was his bedroom. <laughs> and behind that bedroom door was a laptop speaker. Somebody was in there. So I could have been shot last night. I then realized it was the wrong place and it all hit me at once. So I like sneakily crept out of the home that I was in. Then I went to the next apartment, put the key in, the door opened, and when it opened, 
I saw that previously mentioned person that was supposed to be sleeping on a couch, and I went, oh fuck, I just did a breaking and entering. I think the joke's on nobody, personally, because I don't know if that's my fault, because here's the thing, there's no story. If I put the key in the keyhole... Yeah, the joke's on the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> so the interesting thing about the whole thing is the fact that I didn't get punched in the face during that occasion, and you think I could have, but actually doing something that I wanted to do, I got punched in the face. Right. During that whole scuffle, you picked up a couple of things, and you found, what, like a diary or something? Yeah, so, I mean, I found a little... No- I found a few notebooks. I found one... T- well, okay, let me rephrase this. I found one notebook today. In the past, I found a few, and I can... The dream is to find a notebook full of someone's old notes or someone's entire journal. That's the dream. So have you gone to Goodwill's searching for notebooks? I have not. I've not specifically targeted that, but it's always like been a dream of mine to find that. It's an interesting target. So today we found, I found a notebook that had one page filled out. Yeah. And it's a pretty good entry. So it's a journal type, diary type thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read this and... Todd, I want you to guess how old this person is. Okay. I think I have a pretty good guess. Oh, so there is no answer. There's no okay. answer. Interesting. But there's a lot of context clues. Okay. August 19th, 2015. It's almost two years ago. Mm. We're in the car on our way to the airport. Papa keeps talking about how fancy we'll be flying. Movies, meals, Wi-Fi, outlets. I'm going to be honest. I'm terrified, but really excited at the same time. The way I view flying is being in a giant metal tube soaring thousands of feet above the ocean. Yay? But even so, I'm excited. I mean, this is my first time out of the country. Maybe I'll even meet some cute British boys. Until then, see ya! Okay, okay, I have the age in my mind. I'm going to say one, two, three, and then say it. Okay. And I'm going to say mine. One, One, two, two three, three, fourteen. Oh, we did it! Yes. Yeah, because they had to have hit puberty because they're like they're excited about Interested, boys. Yeah, but also like they call a plane a metal tube. Yeah, and they're like flying with their grandfather. I know at fifteen I was like, it's a plane. At fourteen, I would have said metal tube. You should collect some. Note- that could be your like weird gimmick. Just like collect notes. Collecting notes. Shit. Yeah, maybe I yeah. will. In the same area, different bin, that's when we met up a little bit later, and that's when I told you I got fucking socked. <laughs> we kind of found this together. This was the only yeah. together find. Um, this brought a lot of laughs to both of us so far, and what I'm holding <laughs> in my hand is a dinosaur bubble shooter gun, LED lights, bonus bottle refill. I uh, took a look at it. We didn't find the bonus bottle refill. But it's by Hack Toys. Check it out. So when he pulls the trigger, the dinosaur opens its mouth. And bubbles are supposed to shoot out. And it did for a second. Not so much now. Yeah, at one point it really did start blowing bubbles. It's a cool-ass clear green Tyrannosaurus Rex with a little, like, red spiky shit on the back. The batteries were included, which is cool. Uh, And it's shaped like a pistol. Todd handed this to me in the store, and I started just walking around carrying, like, basically a gun. Yeah. And it felt, I felt safer through all those <laughs> crazy collectors. 
I will. I you could take a few shots at it if you want, but I will say I was gonna say before you touch it, you have bubbles all over you. Bubbles. You said it just. Just. Too late. I was trying to set it up. <laughs> I was trying to set it up for you. Oh, there's a bub. There's there a bubble too. Bubbles. There we go. Yeah, bubble party. Well, we're live in Queens. Uh, keep the party rolling. Uh, we're gonna take a quick com- commercial break. When we come back, find it again. are always fresh and come in more varieties than supermarkets. Excuse me. But we like to make sure. Do you have delicious chocolate frosted donuts like Dunkin' Donuts? No. Do you have five kinds of jelly donuts? No. Ma'am. Were these made fresh this morning? No. Good. Dunkin' Donuts. Up to 52 varieties made fresh day and night. No supermarket can say that.
So there were two main book bins. Yeah. And there was there was a space between them where a guy was looking through all of them very carefully with a scanner, checking the barcodes and checking the value, I assume. And we were looking through the other bin, which we had pretty much pretty much scanned everything. It's not often... Not with a, we had looked through everything and uh, He was professionally scanning. Yeah, so he would take a book... He would take books from this bin, scan them, determine he didn't want them, and chuck them into the other bin. And so where we, we were, were picking them up and being like, "Oh, okay." It's not often that you find books out there, and we did find some good books today. But I appreciated in a weird way that he was doing that because he was actually sorting through the the books, seeing if they were worth any money, scanning them, and then literally throwing them at us. Yeah. And in those throws, I got the Science Fiction Hall of Fame, which is Volume 2A. And in here, it has the greatest science fiction novels of all time. There's 11 novellas. So this is actually the first, the second 2A. So there's actually four of these, I believe. But anything that is like a different color around the book itself, so if there's like gold pages, or there's like red pages give it a go because it's from the 70s in that era they were doing that they kind of did that a little bit later on but if you're looking through bit like bins like that from a vet veteran of, of the sport you got you gotta look through them yeah that was my rookie mistake with so we isaac missed asimov. we did miss isaac asimov original irobot but this one is actually from 73 so i'm super happy about that That's and really you got cool. some books too i got a bunch of books i got three um the first book I got was um, the sixth in the series of uh, a series of unfortunate events. Hard cover. I so I have three total. The second one is um, it's a book called How to Talk to Anyone: Ninety Two Little Tricks for Big Success in Relationships. Oof. Um, Ninety Two Little Tricks. Twenty two thousand three. Um, I don't know. I'm not great at talking to people, so maybe I'll find some good tips in here. One out of ninety two. Yeah, how, here, I'll read some of the like chapter titles. How to Sound Like You Know All About Their Hobby. Um, so lying. How to Make a Loved One Feel Like You Are The Partner for Life. So is that... How to Sound Like You're Peas in a Pod. So um, lying? How to Not Sound Anxious. Let Them Discover Your oh, Similarity. They needed to make a whole book on that. How to Get Them Happily Chatting So You Can Sip Away If You Want To. That's a good one. What? Sip away? So you can just like sip your drink and let them talk. I think that's what it means. I've never heard of it in that context, but I've... Yeah, Actually, yeah, I'll say when, whenever I've been in that context, I'll just be like, oh, I can't think of anything. I'm fucking I'm the up. one sipping. I'm the one sipping. And the problem is, when it's alcohol, I'm going to need, like, I've already sipped the whole fucking thing. And mm. the weirdest one, the weirdest book, The Find of the Day this week. Tell us about it, Daniel. <laughs> This book is called How to Drive Your Man Wild in Bed. <laughs> it was written by a man. <laughs> no surprise to anyone. Yeah, so 1975, written by Graham Masterton, dedicated to Jessica, who I looked up, and that's his wife. His so, wife. So he basically wrote this book to his wife, basically asking her to fuck him better. Yeah. Um, I, I also went to his Wikipedia page, and he has written dozens of um, sex how-to books. Wow. So this is very wow. very dated, but um, I think the most... Is there like tips or tricks? Like like how you said with that other book, there was like a list of tricks. Is there like a bullet points or anything? Oh, there's not just bullet points. There's a numbered list. 
in this book so of 70 sexy things you can do for him today okay sick Let, run down run these down for me okay well I've I've pulled the best ones because these are not just dirty and crazy but in, I would say they're certifiably insane <laughs> okay so just the best ones here okay ready number one wake him up at 3 a.m. this is number one on the list okay. wake him up at 3 a.m. and suck his penis <laughs> <laughs> Does it say penis? Yes, I'm, I'm penis. not going to paraphrase or change any of the words. This is verbatim. It says penis. All right, we're going to skip down to number eight. Shave all your pubic hair off. Oh. Number nine, shave all his pubic hair off. <laughs> so you're going to start to see there's a little pattern in here because I don't. I think he had trouble getting to 70. <laughs> so it was like pay attention to my penis more. Different ways. Yeah. Basically. Buy him a double-ended dildo and ask whether he has any ideas on what you could both do with it. Fuck, that one's heavy. That one's fucking heavy. 21, buy a stack of pornographic magazines and take them to bed with you. So that doesn't sound like it has to be him at all. Just, I maybe maybe showing an interest in that could make him more maybe. happier with you. 22, buy a vibrator and surprise him by pushing it up your own bottom while he's making love to you. What? 23, buy another vibrator ah! and surprise him even more by pushing the other one up his bottom yeah! while you're having sex with you. Ah! 28, buy him an erotic key ring with a winged penis on it. What? <laughs> What's a winged penis? 34, What's a see if you can penis? get both of his balls in your mouth at once. <laughs> 36 masturbate together and whoever first whoever comes first wins a free dinner what the fuck not gets a not has the other person pay for their dinner but wins a free dinner the fucking win 42 masturbate masturbate each other and see who can come first isn't that what you just did oh no you masturbated yourself each other yeah 43. Oh, wait, I didn't underline that one. Sorry, I didn't mean to read that. <laughs> that was that was a subpar one. I, I was bored by that even. 43. Masturbate him in the back of a taxi and see if he can reach climax by the time the time by the time the meter gets to three dollars and fifty cents. That's like no time at all. Get him to masturbate you in the back of a taxi and see if you can reach climax by the time the meter gets to three seventy five. That's no time at all. Well, this was 1975, mind you. I know, but I'm saying in, in 1975, I'm like, you come when you like make one left turn. Masturbate, like, the of time? masturbate him in an elevator. 45. Masturbate him in an elevator and see if he can come by the time you reach the 50th floor. So we Wait, all live in cities. Hold on. In buildings lower than 50 floors, you're allowed to travel up and down between floors. Oh well, thank God. Fifth, we're going to skip ahead to 56. Suck his penis while he's talking on the telephone to his mother or boss. What? Wow. 57. There's, a, there's just a string of great ones here. 57. Ask to hold his penis while he pees. 58. Invite him to ejaculate somewhere different on you every night of the week for one week. And never the same place twice. Face. Breasts. Tummy. Thighs. Feet. Feet! As feet with a question mark at the end. Fuck! Um, and uh, 62, 
This is the final one. Well, not the final one, but the final one I'll read. Yeah. Invite him to see how many quarters he can get inside your vagina. Sterilize first and boiling water. The rule is that you can keep as many as you can walk away with. This has been the most sober and fine. Of I don't even understand that last sentence. The rules you can keep as many as you can walk this away with. This has been with? the most sober and fine of the day on this show so far. For sure. Well, that's great that you got that book, man. So just like... Well, if anybody needs to know what a man thinks, uh, 1975, not a great year. Not so, a great um, year for that. If you're having trouble just using all your quarters on laundry, I, uh, there's something else you can do with them. Well, this has been a very dynamic first live show that we did. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Whatever you listen to your podcast on, subscribe to the show. I actually have, and we're going to save it for next week, but I have some baseball-themed emails. Uh, you can hit me up, thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. And I've been loving baseball. So any thrift questions, if you want me to thrift something for you, let me know. If you want to talk baseball, I'm actually more interested in that than really anything at this point. Uh, I want to give a special thanks to Sailor Boyfriend for Teleplay. It's off the American Goblin EP. They're from Jersey, and their album cover, well, that specific EP cover, is somebody in a Kermit costume hanging out with pumpkins. I loved it. Um, also, Bluffs are Alternative Reality off the album with the same name, which is the theme for our show for many reasons. Check them out at stevebarris.bandcamp.com. That's S-T-E-V-V-E, Barris, B-E-R-E-S, dot bandcamp.com. From me and everybody live here, for Danny, very well attended event, I thought. Yeah. Very well attended. Standing room only. Only, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's not really any room to sit, so. Yeah, uh, standing room only, almost, uh, sold out. Sold yeah. out in Queens. Well, there weren't even tickets to begin with, but. Well, I mean, there were some. There, you had to, you know, comp them kind of early. Uh, but thanks to everybody for being here. 